Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to fire and bloom a house of the dragon podcast presented by the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and today i am joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here and man i'm i'm ready for this one new ready for game a of thrones Whew. That's that's something you can't say a whole lot. If very ever, often. if ever, if, yeah, no, no, this is the uh, first time, I guess, really, since since Game of Thrones run, and like for for this podcast, it's very special. Our very first episode came out one week after the finale of Game of Thrones, where we discussed Game of Thrones in its entirety, deep dive into Game of Thrones, episode one of this podcast. Wow. So. Uh, we're coming full circle here with its first ever spinoff, getting being able to cover it uh, scene by scene, week to week, every week for its run. I'm very excited. And like I said, this is Fire and Bloom, a House of the Dragon podcast. Are you fucking ready? This is... I didn't think this day would come, but I am so glad that it's here. Oh, I... And we're doing it now. I am too. So we've got... I, we got season one, episode one, The Heirs of the Dragon, written mm. by Ryan Condal and directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Miguel Sapochnik, the director of all of your favorite Game of Thrones episodes, uh, did every battle. Battle of the Bastards, Battle of uh, Winterfell, Battle uh, Battle at Hardhome. He did all of them. The Bells, season eight, episode uh-huh. five. Yeah, he... Uh, He's got a knack for it all, you know. He's got the action on lock, and I'm. This was such a great way to open the season. Do you want some uh, broad scope thoughts before we dive into a scene by scene here? I could. I think I could just say that, like, uh, the difference I could tell immediately from here in Game of Thrones was visually. Maybe not like the later seasons. The later seasons looked beautiful and, and great. They, like the shows always looked great. Game of Thrones. It's never right. looked bad, but here. It was like, now we're in 2022, and let's show you what we can do now. Every you know, fucking like, shot was and, just gorgeous. Uh, and uh, I had a little, I had a little thing that I texted you last night after we watched it for the first time, where I asked mm. if you were gonna rewatch it, and I had some things for you if you were, but you went, ahead, you did, you didn't see it before mm. you rewatched it. So I'm, a, I'm gonna do it this week, but then from here on in, I wanna, I wanna get, mm. get you involved on this. I wanted a favorite character from the episode. Oh yeah, getting some, getting something there. Is it, someone is literally weed whacking right here. Like I mean, <laughs> impeccable timing, impeccable timing. Oh, oh, oh there it is, there it is. But uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll do that for now. Uh, what I have here is a favorite character from the episode, favorite scene from the episode, favorite line from the episode, and favorite shot. 
from the episode. I thought that would be a fun little new thing we can imbibe this podcast with. You know, we haven't uh, we haven't uh, done. We've always just done scene by scene, gave our general thoughts. I was like, you know what? Let's get specific with it. Let's talk about the best things about it for us. And uh, we got a whole mess of characters to get involved with this week. And I'm 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 debating: should we start the show off with those, or should we do the scene by scene and reflect on it with those? You're muted. This episode, there'd really be no way for me to... I could tell you my favorite character. Um, that'd probably be the only one that I can go, like, off the top of my brain. Mm. To pick out a favorite scene, maybe I would have to be, like... Maybe during the episode, I'd be like, ooh, okay, this one. But I guess in the future, whenever I would have these prepared beforehand, mm. it would be nice to maybe do it at the beginning, or I don't All know. All right, cool. Well, then, this week, let's start... Let's do it after. Mm. Let's do a scene by scene, mm. and we'll... Uh, you know, you'll hear all the scenes in succession. We'll we'll talk about it, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll reflect. So, are you ready for a scene by scene breakdown of the first episode of House of the Dragon? Oh my God, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's get it. So, we start with a prologue. We're we're gathering mm. at uh, at the end of the first century of the Targaryen dynasty. We've got uh, Rhaenyra narrating here, informing us that we're watching a council at Harrenhal. Which, it's wild that this is what Harrenhal used to look like. Uh, because later on, we see it with, like, uh, you know, Arya and Gendry and mm. uh, Hot Pie. all Hot be- Pie. Yeah, Hot Pie, man. All being mm. prisoners there to the, uh, to the uh, Lannister army. So, like, uh, super fucking cool. That Heron Hall used to be this massive, majestic-looking, hmm. epic palace. You know, I mean, still dark, still grim as fuck, still, su- still somewhat collapsing, but massive in scope compared to what we see Heron Hall as later. Hmm. Uh, and it's it, this meeting's being called by King Jehiris Targaryen, who is uh, played by the man who played Bib Fortuna in. Star no. Wars Return of the Jedi. No way. Yes. Yes. Wow. What is... Wow. <laughs> Who would have... Who would have thought? I never would have... I thunk? never would have put that together. No, I, I found it on Twitter. Was, I was like, yeah. okay, sh- shout out to this guy. That's going to be one of the first things I mentioned because, I mean, we got Game of Thrones Star Wars crossover. You know, I'm going to oh. mention it. Oh, uh, automatic. But, uh... Yeah. Though the family is going strong uh, with, you know, ten dragons... It's, this king's health is not doing well. His kids have died. And the problem of who the successor is is in question. You know, mm. so there were 14 bids made to be the successor, but only two were truly considered. Princess Rhaenys Targaryen, played by Eve Best, and the king's, that, that was the king's oldest descendant, and her younger cousin, Prince Viserys Targaryen. And due to the fact that Prince Viserys Targaryen is a man, he mm. won the the bid. He becomes the heir to the Iron Throne. Mm. And uh, I was like, ah, man, I like, this is just really early to say this, but I really like Rhaenys Targaryen. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I think uh, I think she's, uh, she's going to be an awesome character. Her relationship with Corlys later on in the episode, her husband, uh, the way they're like talking shit on all the dudes who are all fighting each other in the pit and she's like can't believe the war didn't start as soon as somebody mm. got fucked over like uh 
That's right. Like these dudes have never smelt war. They're just fucking. They got balls full of balls full of seed, and they're ready to fucking fight. You know. <laughs> I was like, damn man, uh, I fuck with Rainies, but uh, yeah, I didn't even like at the the flashback. I didn't even like put the two together that that was the same person. Yes, like, yeah. From, so. uh, like hello, um, yeah. It's only been like what ten nine years, years, nine years. 10? Yeah, yeah. Like okay, yeah. I don't know why I thought it was like a, such a massive time jump. Whenever King Viserys, Viserys, is that how you say it? Viserys? I Viserys. Yeah. I, learning names is gonna be. That's that's what I remember about Game of Thrones. It's going to be hard. Like, it's going to be hard. I will be here to help you every step of the way. I, I feel <laughs> like I've got this down pretty good, most of them. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I feel like Game of Thrones, watching it so many times, has prepped me to be ready for this. And I feel like I've got a pretty good, I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on who everyone is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Prince Viserys Targaryen, soon to be king, as after this, uh, you know, we we jump nine years into the future, but I love that uh, Rhaenyra notes that uh, the council had been called to prevent a war over who would be in charge post Jahiris's rule because, quote, the only thing that could tear down the House of the Dragon was itself. I was like, ooh, if that ain't true. I mean, just a little bit of for, like foreboding, foreshadowing, because mm. not only does Daenerys go ahead and burn this shit down later on, mm-hmm. who's the one to kill her? Oh, Aegon Targaryen. Damn. Damn, dude. Damn, bruh. But, uh, yeah, this, like, all the, all the little connections you can make. Oh! Why the focus... Is is that is that like does the like Targaryen house like officially come to a close? Like, is it really like that it is over after Daenerys? Because like they focus on the title card, they're like 173 years before blah 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 yeah, blah. Fade all that shit years out before and the then, death of the Mad King Aerys and the birth of his daughter Princess Daenerys Targaryen, and then they fade yeah. the rest out, and it's 172 years before. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, and I was like, "Is is there something more like going on? Like, is there some actual connection to the Game of Thrones story that like this will have? But it like it's only in a way where it like prophesizes what will happen in Game of Thrones. If that makes sense, you know, like because like they literally spoke in like it, it is called the song of ice and fire like mm-hmm. in like we literally that is like game of thrones so right. like it's like it's predestined it's like that's how they're talking about it it seems and like i don't th- like that's what i think like the connection between house of dragon and game of thrones would be i don't think like it's crucial to know the history of game of thrones to understand You'll the house of dragon show more out of it but it'll just sure. be like Oh damn, that frames Game of Thrones. And I also think this was kind of framing it for like the casual Game of Thrones fan who's coming in. And another thing that's important mm. about this podcast with us is neither of us have read Fire and Blood. Mm. We don't know what happens in this show. You know what I'm saying? Uh there are people who are coming into this like can't wait to see this adaptation. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh and I want people to know who are listening that if we theorize it is because we have zero fucking clue. We are just having fun with the TV show. Uh, we, we said, fuck the book. We'll get to it later, maybe. 
Uh, even so, I kind of want to watch House of the Dragon all by itself before knowing anything what's going to happen. Uh, but yeah. I thought that this this little title card, this 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen, was for the casual Game of Thrones fan who thought maybe they would get some crossover. Like, what mm. if Daenerys shows up? What if uh, John shows up? What if some of the old characters we love, we know and love show up? 172 years before, we don't got a lot of options, I don't think. My biggest, like, far-out-there prediction for who could show up would be the Red Woman. Uh, That's sick. Because she, I feel like she is alive. She was fucking ancient when she took that shit off. She, like, crumbled to dust when she took her amulet off. You know what I'm you saying? You think the faceless men, like, age? You know, like... That's a good did, question. How long... I was just trying to think of any other character. Like, maybe... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe I, in I could see, like, way. the organization popping up at the very mm. least. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing. I'm not, like, depending on mm. these things for it to be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I already love this first episode all on its own. It's fucking fantastic. But I was like, you know what? Like, if, we're, mm. if we were to get crossover, I feel like it would that's be That's a fun. good... That's a... I think you... You might have just hit that on the nose. I, like, I think that's, like, for sure... Like the cameo that will pop up like this season, the red like, woman. Let me kick out. Who else? Like I don't think there it could be anyone else yeah. if they wanted to bring someone. Well, that's the thing is that like she was ancient, but like I don't know that she was actually two hundred years old. You know, like the body probably breaks down at like well before that. So like uh, you know, never know. But fuck it. Uh, but after this title card, we get the dragon. We got Serax mm. and Rhaenyra riding on his back. Soaring over the clouds of King's Landing. Hmm. I got. Is that dragon included in that size chart? I'm not this sure. One? I'm not because sure. because S Y R A X. Oh wow! It's like a mid tier. It's not big. It's really not that big. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh. It's the eleventh. Oh, that's so sad. That makes it even sadder because. They have 10 dragons and she gets the 11th. You know, she's oh, always right. been pushed to the side and, like, not thought of as the heir. And then she gets the 11th, 11th dragon. dragon. Oh, come on. Man. I see. I see you. <laughs> what a connection to make. But, yeah, this little, I don't know, last time we saw a dragon flying over King's Landing <laughs> wasn't the greatest. And we even get, like, that, like, a perfect mirroring shot. Mm. Where she, where you get that view from the city going up, and you see the dragon fly overhead, and it's like, oh, I think we saw that exact shot, but with fire spewing out of its mouth. Yeah. In uh, like season eight, episode five. I remember thinking while watching that, I'm like, wow. Whenever we saw a dragon fly over King's Landing, we're like, oh my god, there's a dragon over King's Landing, like there, or there's just a dragon, like in the first place, you know, like oh my god. But now it's like. Oh yeah, these people see dragons fly every commonplace. Day. They don't even like, look up. They know the smell. Even it's like, oh, you've been on Dragonback, really? Yeah. Like, is it is? Do you think it's the dragon, or do you think it's the air? You know, like what's what would what I got to imagine riding on like, Dragonback? Animal, animals like? in general <laughs> carry a smell. You know, like if you've been around mm. a wet dog, that, that's fair. You smell like a wet dog. I wonder um, what the heck a dragon smells like. It's a good question. It's it's much to think about, to be sure. But uh, <laughs> we see the we see Rhaenyra land Serax here, and she hops down, and this, these shots of her from behind.
man, was this reminiscent of Daenerys Targaryen big time. Like, I was like, that might as well be Amelia Clark standing right there. Uh, they they did a fantastic job casting and also uh, getting the hair and the wardrobe right to where it just felt so... Like, I, I knew I was looking at a an ancestor of Daenerys Targaryen, you know what I'm saying? Um, which is really, really kick-ass. Yeah, it seems that there's going to just be a lot of, like, she was the first, Daenerys was the last, or, you know, the next, may, maybe, like, it took from her to Daenerys. Like, maybe they are the singular two females that have ever, you know, sat, well, I guess Daenerys, kind of. And we'll but, get to this, but, but mm. like, I'm intrigued as to what they can even do with this show that mm. will be, like, surprising. Like, because Cersei Lannister oh. was the first woman Lan- to okay, yeah. ever sit on the Iron Throne. Oh. Now... So she never makes it. Well, and that's the thing, though, is that we've also we've also done this thing with Game of Thrones over and over and over where history is determined by the victors. There's a chance that Rhaenyra does become queen, and it is simply wiped from existence by the patriarchy that uh, that ensues after her. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if that's the route they go. Ah. How, yeah, like, and how many seasons is this planned for? Is this... Uh, the book can carry them three to four seasons. Interesting. Huh. I Yeah, I didn't even think about like Cersei and her storyline. But that totally makes sense if if House Lannister would not want people to believe that, you know, the Targaryens were the first to have a female, you know. Even like, so, like it wouldn't surprise me if fucking one of the next Targaryen descendants was like, "Fuck it, we can't let them know we had a woman ruler." You know, like it yeah. They're notoriously misogynistic in this uh, fantastical time period. That's true. Uh, like it, it yeah. would not surprise me. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. You know, like I, I don't expect it, but like, you know, if they do it, I'll be like, oh shit, that's nuts! A whole chapter of this nation's history we had zero inclination of. You know, like that'd be, that'd be kind of crazy. But uh, Rhaenyra hops on down off of the top of Serac's and lovingly pets her. Uh, before bantering with a nearby knight named Sir Harold Westerling. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Harold Westerling. Just, I love the Game of Thrones names. You never go wrong here. But, um, and she meets up with her bestie boo, Alicent Hightower, mm. uh, played by Emily Carey. Just bestie boos? Seems to be something there. I don't know why, but my radar is going off. With them. There's a, I there's, don't know. I mean, it's not like full blown. I'm not like, oh yeah, they're a thing. It's like maybe forty percent. You oh, know, I'm like, they also live in this time period where they're both high royalty and stuff, and like, mm. you're not supposed to be gay, according to everything they go about their culture. Mm. So like, uh, and Allison seems to be adamantly following the rules. While Rhaenyra mm. seems like she might be willing to go ahead and make that move if need be, you know, like, uh... Because what I was thinking is, like, alright, we're getting the first queen here, but what if we would get the first queen and queen? Ooh. Like, like, 
I feel like if if there is a queen and like uh like she were to become queen, sit on the Iron Throne, whoever would marry her would in turn like really rule. Like I don't know. Like I feel like the the husband, whoever it was, the people would be like, no, like you know. Can I, I like? Can I spit something at you real quick that might fuck you up? Okay, I like that. Let's think about Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen's relationship. Their relation was aunt and nephew. We have an uncle and a niece, and this uncle seems a bit overzealous, if you ask me. I'm frightened. I'm frightened as to the trajectory of that relationship, uh, potentially. Ooh. I mean, if they're going to go with a lot of mirroring and a lot of, uh, you know, that, that's that's a connection that you kind of have to make. It, they don't all have to be good. No, they do not have to all be fun. Uh, they can be like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Uh, I mean, he's definitely starting something. Oh, yeah. Like, Damon is not – like, I cannot wait. We got to just keep going because we're already 20 minutes into this. We made, like, five <laughs> minutes into the episode. But the uh, these two, Rhaenyra and Allison, are driven back to the Red Keep where they uh, they swing by the queen's room. Rhaenyra's mom, named Emma, is very pregnant and very uncomfortable. And uh, Rhaenyra's like, you know, it's a travesty that everyone's more focused on the baby than the woman having it. And uh, I was like, there's a lot in this episode. It's like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Real life shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's what I love about this. You know, they still manage to ground it in such a fantastical Game of Thrones way while still being like, yeah, this is very relevant. You should mm. uh, you should listen to this. Um, and, you know, Emma says, this discomfort is how we serve the realm. And Rhaenyra's like, uh, well, I'd rather just, you know, go into battle, be a knight, do all that shit. So we got ourselves a little Arya Stark here. And uh, the queen responds, you know, the child bed is our battlefield. We must learn to face it with a stiff lip. Mm. And uh, the child bed does, in fact, become the battlefield later on in this episode. It is one of the more gruesome and hard-to-watch scenes in Game of Thrones history. That was insane i like i i it's insane enough to like go ahead and do that to show but then to show it with that much detail was like it was intense like whoa like well, i I, like, I was like <laughs> I, I i i read a fucking interview with the showrunners before the show started ryan Connell and miguel sapachnik talking about how this was not going to have as much gratuitous sex and gratuitous violence as the original Game of Thrones run. And I watched this first episode and was like, bro, this is just Game of Thrones. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not miss it's not missing a beat for me. I'm going in. I'm about to, you know, I'm, my, I'm watching with my girlfriend. She's never seen Game of Thrones. And I'm like, you know, you've probably heard of Game of Thrones. You've probably heard there's a lot of gruesome. But, like, this one, supposedly it's a little more toned down is what, like, I told her before the episode. You know, like, you know, it's a little more toned down uh, is, is what, like, we've been hearing. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and then just everything in this episode happens. You have every single aspect of Game of Thrones in here. Just, I guess, no incest yet, maybe. 
Um, yeah, none, none clear. Some alluded to. It's like, yeah, I guess it's the only clear. thing that hasn't quite made it through yet, full swing. But everything else was, we got the whorehouse, we got blood, um, gore, fighting. We got a dude's and dick a, cut off. Yeah, uh, so we got everything. Like, uh, and that's the thing, and we'll get to that, but like the, the violence in this episode was, it's crazy. It was toned down, barely. Mm-hmm. Like, in Game of Thrones, when Damon cuts that dude's head off, mm. we watched that dude's head fall off. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. Game of Thrones, we watched that dude's dick get cut off. Like, we get these we get these alternate views of things that aren't quite mm. as gruesome, but are they're still happening. You know what I'm saying? Uh and then I was like, Okay, well maybe maybe it won't be so so gruesome, and then that happens later on in the episode, and I'm like, Oh, this is the this is the second hardest thing I've ever had to watch in Game of Thrones. First being Stannis Baratheon burning his daughter at the stake. Ooh. And Ooh. and a bunch of the I don't know. Ramsey, Sansa stuff that was hard. That was really hard to watch. I can't think of a scene that tops this one. It's like tough. this this was no like I've I I'm not one to get grossed out by blood or you know I I, I look at all of that you know I'm I'm all for that but like I I don't know I usually never have to look away from anything but like this was the the but one time in TV so show where I was like with it it's not yeah. just it's not just the blood mm-hmm. and the gore it's like what it the, mean, what it represents what it's to. doing like it's and they're like, literally uh, doing it you can't believe it's happening and it's happening and like the detail they're showing it and like. I mean, whenever the like they like, I mean, they did not. They were not shy in showing, showing not, the details of this one. And I was like, I don't know, bit. But uh, but anywho, the child bed does become the battlefield later on, uh, as Emma says here. But Rhaenyra then has to tend to her duties as the king's cupbearer at his small council meeting. I love the line that Viserys delivers to her when she shows up. He's like, "My cupbearer can't be late. Leaves people wanting for cups." Uh, I, I, I kind of fuck with Viserys, you know, <laughs> like I, straight off the, straight off the gate. I think he's a pretty good, like, as far as this show is concerned so far, he's our Ned Stark equivalent. Oh yeah. He's, I guess, even though he decides to try, you know, the decision he makes questionable, very, um, Everything else in the show, he was kind of the one where I was like, I'm, I'm like on his side already. Mm. Like, uh, like, I don't know. Like, he seems, I guess, in Damon's eyes, a little weak. You know, maybe he's not as violent as people like him to he be. Wants but to like, appease everybody. Like, yeah. he wants to be the good king. You know, and I can't. He wants to carry on that peacetime rule that Jahiris carried. You know, so yeah. like, I fuck with it and. You know the decision later on. It sucks. It like it's the fact that he kept trying and trying and trying for a boy that really sucks. Put Emma through all that hell and pain to have a boy, and then ultimately is just like, you know what? Never mind. Fuck it, Rhaenyra. Yeah, uh, like that kind of sucks. Uh, but I did appreciate that they were like, no matter what, Emma's gonna die. Mm, yeah, that's they true. were like, no matter what happens here. She's not going to make it, but you do have the opportunity to save the child. Do you uh, think they that it was them saying that she's going to die no matter what, or like they didn't even think 
of saving the mother over the child. You know, like, the, it was so out of their minds that they wouldn't do it. That, like, oh, obviously we would save the child if we're going to save one of them because it's your son. You know, it's, it's your possibly your heir. So we will say, you know, obviously we're not going to save That's a good them. point. I, ne- I didn't consider that. I thought it was, like, the medical the medical situation. It, yeah. Present, it's, the, the way he presents it to him is, like, you can either save one of them or lose both of them. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But, like, I didn't know whether to take it, like, lose one of them or lose both was like, ah, you know, I guess that does just mean that she's going to die no matter what. Pretty and, much, you know, I guess. I'm yeah. not a doctor or anything. So like, I don't fucking know if that's true. You know, like mm. maybe they were just like, don't worry about it. We got to try and get this air out of her belly. But, uh, mm. man, regardless, tough scene to watch. Uh, any hoozle, uh, Viserys, Seems un- unbothered by most of the matters of discussion here. Uh, includes a potential threat to shipping lanes and the absence of his brother, Damon, the commander of the City Watch, a uh, position we've seen formerly filled by uh, Jamie Lannister, um, uh, uh, Sir Braun, Sir Braun of the Blackwater. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's the thing is that there's a distinction between the Kingsguard oh, and the right. City Watch. That uh, because like I thought about the mountain bringing up the mountain here, but he was the leader of the Kingsguard, not the City Watch. Uh, But uh, yeah, he's not a regular attendee to these gatherings of the council. Damon can't be bothered. Um, And immediately I was like, I'm going to be intrigued by this Damon character. I'm excited to see who this guy is. Uh, But uh, why did he have to be in Morbius, dude? It's the only thing I can think of while watching this show. Is that it's the guy? It's not Morbius, you know, but it's he's in there. Hey, he was also Doctor Who. That helps. Oh, maybe I'll think of that more. That's yeah. that's more yeah. pleasing. Yeah, yeah. Love, a little bit, a little bit yeah. brighter there. <laughs> uh, uh, but Lord Corliss Valerian, played by Steve Toussaint, uh, our first uh, first black man in Westeros. It seems like mm. uh, at least first black person of power in Westeros. It seems like. Uh, he's pressing the uh, shipping lanes issue. Is quickly shut down by the hand of the king, Otto Hightower, who is played by Risa Fons, and I don't know if you recognize him. That's the lizard from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and No Way Home. Uh, so a little, <laughs> little Marvel connection there for you with Otto oh, Hightower. Yeah. Wow, I did, in character, I don't rec- But in just his IMDb picture, I immediately recognize him yeah, as that. But like yeah. in the show... He actually looks like he kind looks of like one of the looks... most compelling characters in the show. Uh, he feels mm. like our little finger equivalent. Ah, uh, uh, that's a good that's a good comparison. Mm. He's very very smart trying to get his daughter to comfort the king mm. in this time, you know. You like fucking disgusting. nasty. Yeah. You fucking um, nasty man. But he's pulling the string. you know, he's very strategic. That's oh that's yeah, it feels like, I'm and I'm gonna draw those comparisons. You know, every time mm. I feel like there is an obvious equivalent, I'm gonna try and draw those comparisons for sure. But uh, mm. yeah, Otto Hightower, Otto Hightower, feeling like our little finger, Peter Baelish equivalent here. Uh, but these all these real deal issues, the shipping lanes and Damon being gone, are quickly passed over for the tournament the king is holding to celebrate the imminent birth of his next child, who he is certain will be a boy. Uh, 
and who will solve the problem of Viserys's having no male heirs. And uh, the maester on hand is like, <laughs> dude, I cannot guarantee it's going to be a boy. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I can try. Judging by the moons, <laughs> it feels pretty good. Hmm. But, I mean, you know. Viserys yeah. is only basing this off of the dream, you know. So, like, I guess he said it was, like, a more of a... It was clear within a memory. Yeah, so, who knows, but... Patty Considine, man. I really like the actor for Viserys, too, Patty Considine. I feel like he's done... Mm. He was doing a... Like, that's another thing in this episode. The acting, I was just like, we are back, baby. Like, this was so Game of Thrones, it was nuts. You know, like, the writing, the acting, everything felt so right. I just... mm. I fucking loved it. For a first episode, a whole series premiere, like, I don't think I could have really asked for much more. Like, oh, absolutely not. This was, like, I I was watching this just, even, we see the dragon fly over, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I would have really liked never seeing a dragon in the promo for this show, and then them just being like, boom, fucking dragon, baby, you know? But... The thing that, like, made me go, oh, my God, we're back, is just the wagon transporting Rhaenyra and Alice, Alice and Hightower back to the castle, moving through King's Landing. I was mm. like, oh, my fucking God, this is King's Landing. We're fucking mm. back. We're going to the Red Keep. You know, yeah. like, oh, we're my there. God, I love it. I love every second of it. Uh, it was making me so fucking happy. And we see, like, the gates where everyone was trying to get in when the when Daenerys was about to invade and everything. Like, oh. it's just really, really fucking cool. Um, but uh, next up, we're meeting Damon, uh, who is uh, draped across the Iron Throne. You know, and I like that uh, Sir Harold oh. leads Rhaenyra and He's like, oh, my. Like... Mm. I should kill him for this act. <laughs> and Rhaenyra's like, it's it's okay. Don't worry, he's just being a smartass. And talk about this Iron Throne, though, man. Ooh, like, it, this the is more... the one that you've heard about in Legend. You know, like, uh, there's, there's, I can't remember who says it. I think it is Viserys. Uh, not Viserys in this show. Viserys in Game of Thrones. Danny's mm-hmm. older brother. Mm-hmm. Who's like, uh, you know, I heard it was, it was... 80 feet tall, made of a thousand swords. Like, this looks like it was made of a thousand swords. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. this is what the legends were about. Uh, I like, and if they're there, then they're not there in Game of Thrones. I mean, do, are we going to get like another dragon burning all of the surrounding sword like how how are they gonna go i don't know or are they just removed maybe they're like, like we got to get a new throne in here man it keeps cutting viserys it's getting bad <laughs> uh it's getting bad he's got an infection and he just That's sat true. on the throne um <laughs> yeah maybe, but... maybe that's that's uh the true uh power transfer is that you just get so cut so many times on the iron throne the blood and the just disease of the previous king is just left there and it goes into your body then it's just some magical king infection that exactly. just yeah, keeps you cut king's keeps, disease uh, hmm. <laughs> Nas would be proud but uh 
I did love these shots of Damon draped over the the Iron Throne. The way like the top of the throne's like blurred out behind him, and he's like leaning down towards the mm. camera. It's like, oh, that shit looked lethal. But uh, they speak some high Valyrian to each other, and they're easy back and forth. It's clear that they uh they they get along. They have a nice rapport, you know. Like they're not they they're not enemies of any sort. Mm-hmm. And he's uh he's rather assured. That he will be Viserys' heir and is Viserys' heir and he's fine. Uh, and he's back in town for the tournament. And, uh, you know, she, he's talking all that shit about how, like, uh, I'm the heir. And he, she's like, well, then for all our sakes, I hope I have a fucking brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, he's like, I love you, dude, but damn, you crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, and- that, I mean, that is a big decision. That's like... Whoever is king, that's how you live. That's how yeah. the world, like, functions, you know. And, like, I don't know. What a crazy time to to live. Like, Insane. Insane. But uh, he's back in town for the tournament, and they lapse into English as he's like, uh, turn around. And I was like, mm. <laughs> No. No. Uh, but uh, he, she pulls her hair aside and takes off her necklace mm. and... He places a new Valyrian steel necklace on her. She says it's like Dark Sister, uh, naming his sword. Uh, now you and I both own a small piece of our ancestry, mm. he says, as he Ins- puts it on her. Insane that in like in Game of Thrones, there was only enough Valyrian steel for, like, what, three swords? Yeah, we had... Two were melted down into one, and... One one was was melted down into two. Oh, yes, Ned Stark's ice was melted for Brienne uh, and Jaime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, Arya has a Valyrian steel dagger, which... Feels like we might have a little connection to here. Oh, yeah. Um, And given that it was so focused on during the conversation about the Long Night... I don't know, felt pretty damning, uh... But and yeah, John. and then Jon Snow's long claw, um, the uh, the House Tarly sword. I can't remember what it was called, mm, but uh, I guess here they have enough to just fuck around, make a necklace. Yeah, they're like, here's know? a necklace made of Valyrian steel. Damn. Um, but they didn't yeah, even. This shit cause... was just making me go incest, incest, incest. Like they felt mm. so like. At least on Damon's end. Like, I don't think... I wasn't getting vibes from Rhaenyra, but, like, Damon was like, mm, you you are lovely. You know, like, that's what it felt yeah. like. It didn't, uh... Yeah, you know, he she turns to show him, and he says softly in High Valyrian, beautiful. And I'm like, Ugh. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 an, it's, it's part of the show that we're just gonna have to... It's, it's gonna happen. I, I don't think... HBO can make a, or George R. R. Martin can write a, a story without incest. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's in his in his power set, but yeah, I, with the the mirrorings of you know that we currently have, it it makes Damn sense it. if it's going to go there. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, upstairs, maesters are attending to the king who has a small little wound on his back that won't heal from uh, from a small cut on the Iron Throne. And I have a little theory as to what this is. We get mentions by Viserys later on in the episode of uh, the Doom of Valyria and how the dragons 
the dragons brought it in, brought it on, and I don't know if you recall what the Doom of Valyria was in Game of Thrones, but it was grayscale. Oh. Now, if this Iron Throne was forged by the fire of the dragons, I don't know. Oh. Maybe, maybe, maybe Homie got infected with something, you know. And like, I'm not, I'm not fully in on that. But the fact that they focused on it and were like, it won't heal, da 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 da, like, oh. made me go. I think he might have a touch of the grayscale. Because uh, I, no matter what, I am fairly certain Viserys Targaryen will not make it out of the first season. Uh, nope. No way. He's too good a guy, you know? Like, even even though he has made some shit decisions and he's, like, he's a king and shit, like, if he is our Ned Stark equivalent, which I feel he is, he's dead. I think by the hands of Damon. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's or my... Otto. I feel like Otto... Ooh. I, I just or do not trust that man. At the hands of Damon, but at the string pulling of Otto. Mm. Maybe, mm. like... Otto turns them against each other. The only thing that can take down the House of the Dragon is itself. Okay. Otto knows that too, you I know. Fuck with that. I fuck with that. But uh you know, he's been cut his his back's been cut on the Iron Throne, good old Viserys and uh he's like, "Ah, it's no big deal." And uh the Maesters and Otto seem to think otherwise cuz he's like uh, uh you know, uh the worries of the mind can affect the body. Uh, He's real stressed about the pregnancy of uh, Queen Emma. But uh, after the wound is cauterized, which we wonderfully do not have to witness, uh, Viserys goes ahead and visits Queen Emma while she soaks in a tub and she tries to get comfortable. They're real sweet. They're real affectionate. I thought it was cute. And uh, Mm. he still won't let go of the certainty that their unborn kid is a son, thanks to a dream he had about placing his son on the Iron Throne. And she's like, ah, well, your uh, your daughter seems to seems to will it that I will have a daughter. She's already named her Visenya. I was like, and he says this family already has its Visenya, and I was like, is Visenya a figure we should know? Like, uh, cause yeah, he, I didn't really get that line either. Like, um, uh, she, I think it was either like he's like, I don't want another fucking daughter. Like this family already has a Visenya, you know, or. Mm-hmm. Immediately after, she asks a question about Damon. So, like, maybe Visenya is a Targaryen from uh, Era's past who was kind of fucking nutty. And, uh, like, this family already has its fucking Visenya, all right? We got Damon. We're good. Uh, mm-hmm. Either way, I think it's more the daughter thing. I think it's more like, I don't want another fucking daughter. I better have a goddamn son. Uh, but things get a little bit more uh, sorrowful here in the next mm-hmm. moments as she tells tells them that this is their last shot in the uh, in the last 10 years she has had a child die in infancy two stillbirths two miscarriages that is five pregnancies uh which is whew, brutal she says i've mourned all the dead children i can damn and she has long just she would up. like she would not mourn another child yeah uh it's uh, it's very, stiff, very devastating. It's the stiff lip until, like, it took this long. Like, I feel like this is kind of the first time she's ever... Aired this out. Yeah. Like, it's what it feels like, because he's reacting in a way that's like... Oh, you've never you've never brought this up before. Like, uh, yeah. 
He's like, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm the king. I'm going to have a fucking son. But, like, damn. Sorry. Uh, yeah. History is just... <laughs> like, this, like, was a thing. Like, they did this well, in like, real life. Was it fucking King Henry or whatever the fuck that was, like, murdering his wives because they just would not bear him sons? He murdered, like, eight wives or something like that? Like, real yeah. fucking shit. Real shit. Really devastating. But, uh... Next up, we get a cut to Damon, who is addressing the City Watch. And here, at 19 minutes, 7 seconds, I'm fairly certain we got a cameo from Nikolaj Koster-Waldau, the actor for Jamie Lannister. Uh, I don't think he was, like, he's not prominent in the scene. It's just a cut. But I think I'm, if it's not him, I'm fucking bewildered by how much it 19 like minutes and what 19 minutes seven seconds i believe like i i noted it because i was like yo that is jamie lannister under that helmet i just fucking know it uh as as a member of the city watch which i thought was also fitting because he was the leader of the city watch in game of thrones when the show started so like i was like i feel i feel like it makes sense uh but yeah 19 minutes seven seconds there You're muted. You're 100% right. I know you can't see it. It's blacked out for you. Uh, but you... Nah, this is... Nah. It's him. <laughs> okay, I thought so. I would like... And that's something Game of Thrones has never been shy of doing, is including little fucking cameos for, for actors who want to be a part of it and stuff like that, or other famous people. But I liked this little homage to the original Game of Thrones, throwing him in here for just a tiny, tiny cameo, not making a big deal of it, sliding him on in there and just saying, fuck it. You know, like, I, I, I thought it was him, and I think it is. I'm going with that as a headcanon. So, uh, absolutely love it. But he's, yeah. uh, Damon's amping up the City Watch, set, about to set them loose on King's Landing to carry out justice as they see fit. They are hounds. They are dogs. They let out a howl and everything. And he's fucking ready to let them let them fucking roam. So he opens the gates, and uh, here it goes. All the violence one can handle in, in Game of Thrones right here, right now, uh, features the, the castrating of a man, cut, <laughs> cutting off a penis of an accused rapist, uh, cutting off the hand of an accused thief, and cutting off the head of an accused murderer. Now, do you think that these were actually people accused of these crimes or just people used to show as an example of what would happen? I think there's sort of a 50-50 thing going on. Felt mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, I don't know, kind of weird that random City Watch members could just look at citizens and go, Thief! Raper! Murderer! You know, like, uh, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> That's why I think they were just like, here's what'll happen if you rape, here's what'll happen if you steal. Here's what's going to happen if you murder, is, like, the way I kind of took it. It's like, these dudes did nothing wrong, but the, these three deaths will do way more to well, strike fear. These and... were three deaths they showed us. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Uh, I, I because, yeah, I guess this isn't the whole town. People, yeah. yeah, they had to do this everywhere to let everyone know. Yeah, they showed everybody breaking up, you know? Like, there were four separate paths taken. That's this was true. One little section of them. Yep. Ooh. Uh, and I got to point out that Damon Targaryen's uh, armor and pretty much every scene that he's in is 
fucking insane. Uh, like, absolutely fucking gorgeous. And it's even better later on in the in the tournament with that helmet mm. with dragon wings and shit. Oh. I was like, whew! And we'll get to that more later. But, like, I just thought the... I th- the fact that they build these things. They create them. They meld helmets to fit the characters wearing them. They build sets up to a certain height. They... They do all of that, you know? Like, I... I couldn't help but when I was watching that, like, uh, watching the tournament and saw Damon Targaryen with the winged helmet and stuff, think the Thor love and thunder and go, why couldn't you build Thor a helmet? Yeah. You don't have the money for that? Wow. I know you do. Game of Thrones, they, or HBO, they just, it, it, you can tell the different, like, you can tell the difference and like, it is visually uh, like just better because it is real like that's the thing it's like it is real so there is no question of like oh what am i what's visual effects what's not and it's impossible to see like the blend of where the change happens you know Mm -hmm. like whenever it's showing king's landing you're like all right is that a real building that i'm seeing you know in the back but obviously all the the 50 you know, miles of things yeah. I'm seeing in the background are fake, but, like, it's, like, where they're standing is very real. Like, even even at the beginning with, like, Hall, like, mm. they built that setup to a point, you know, you see this giant epic landscape, but, like, where you see the king sitting and its background and everything, they built that set. It's not a green screen there. Like, that's... I, I'm not saying that visual effects ruins things, but it's mm. a lot better and a lot more satisfying when I know it's there. And I know that mm. they put the money into the craft to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I just I just thought that shit was awesome. But, uh, you know, after this whole uh, wanton violence by Damon, by Damon Targaryen and the City Watch, Otto is in the middle of, uh, you know, bemoaning these actions by, by Damon to the king. When uh, they they walk into the small council chamber and Damon is sitting there with a uh, smirk on his face, he's very happy to have helped clean the city up in his in his vision. Um, he calmly explains, you know, that he was just cleaning up King's Landing ahead of the influx of visitors for the tournament. You know, I want these people to be safe. We can't have people running about doing whatever they want. And the, you know, the king's like, you know, I don't love it. Wish you wouldn't have to kill half the people in my city to do it, but you know it was it was effective. Feels like so. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, and uh, he's like, just be a little less heavy-handed. Damon's like, <clears throat> can't promise that shit, bro. Uh, <laughs> like, I just might murder everybody in town. Uh, yeah, and the interaction between Damon and Otto of him mm-hmm. like just getting under his skin and being like, Oh yeah, your wife like your dead wife, you want you know, my you want my girl to warm your bed, you know, sort of yeah, like this whole fucking thing and... where Otto's like uh you should head back to the Vale. Be with be with your wife and Damon's like, Oh, the Vale. You know, the men are said to fuck sheeps before they fuck women and I can tell you the sheeps are more beautiful. And uh I was like, God damn and then you know Damon's like, Alright, alright, Otto. How about your wife? She's dead it's like, what? And then Viserys... Like, so out of yeah. pocket. And then Viserys is like, yo, Otto, chill out. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not Damon, Otto, chill out. It's Otto like, stands and is like, yo, you just said the most disrespectful <laughs> shit anyone can say to anyone. 
and I'm getting reprimanded? <laughs> he uh, had to really be like, yeah, Otto had to collect himself so hard right there. He had to be like, This wow. is why it's yeah, a like... good thing guns don't exist in this show. <laughs> oh, man. So many more people would die. Uh, exactly. If it, if it just wasn't you had to stab someone or bash their head in to kill them, like, yeah. Everyone would just be dying all over the place, man. Everyone would be, everyone would be at risk every second of the show, like infinitely more, which is hilarious. Uh, but uh, you know, Viserys steps in and tells them both to quit it, and Damon's like, "I get it, I get it. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here." I'm like, Viserys is a little bit of a pussy. Yeah. Damon's not supposed to be able to just get up and leave a high council meeting. You know? Like, uh... No. That's that's when the king goes, sit your bitch ass down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't just let someone get up and leave. Like, isn't the point for him to be the first to get up and leave? Yeah, he's the last one to get there, and the first one to leave is the king. You know, that's that's what's supposed to happen, I guess. But, like, I love their little sign-in balls... Yeah, what the fuck is that? I love that. Yeah, just like their way of being like, yeah, I'm here. here. I'm in this chair and you can see me, but like, I'm I'm also, my ball is here too. Yeah, um, like, I, I have no idea why they have them, but I love it. Uh, unless it's like, uh, the whatever it's made out of is so precious and like, only the people of the High Council have them. You know, so it's kind of like a representation of your position. Or I mean, I like think that. it almost certainly like, has to be, but like, yeah. uh, like maybe each position has its distinctive marble that like uh, is passed on to the next. You know, mm. like the the master of coin passes on to the next master of coin, and and so on and so forth. But uh, I I got to think that's it because like otherwise I have no idea what the fuck <laughs> these things are or why they're here. Yeah, like uh, I, I like there's no like magical thing with with them. You think right? Like they're they're not gonna be like. I don't know, you know, because there's there's some magic stuff in the show, but like I feel like this is just a marvel, like it's it's just a ball, you know. Oh yeah, like, like there nothing... is no, I don't think there is a single bit of mysticism behind this marble. Mm. It is just a fucking marble that they okay. go. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> High Council convened. Uh, I kind of want to get one for every time I, I log into the pod now. I kind of do like, too. Get, I like, want like a little like a little thing where I could just fits right in. Like I feel like we ought to like look into that and at least get it going for the next eight weeks, uh, nine weeks or so. Yeah. I think that'd be I think that'd be baller. But uh, <laughs> I can find some. I can find yeah. some. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Regardless, though, Damon after this heads right on over to the brothel where he is being watched. Mm. Fucking uh, uh, fucking Masaria. Uh, like everyone is gathering around to watch him have sex, which I'm just like, is it just because he's a Targaryen? He's the prince of the city. Everyone's like, gotta see this shit. Um, or he tells them to. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. Uh, and regardless, not not the best example for them to come and bear witness to. As uh, Masaria seems a little like, hmm, what's going on here? Uh, Damon's like, motherfucker. I'm about to lose the throne to a baby. I can't get hard. Uh, but, uh, Man, what a show where that can be, uh, a storyline. Oh yeah. You know, like, like, I don't know, coming off like Westworld where we're like, yeah, he's going to 
save humanity by doing this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, ah, damn, I might not be king because he might have a a son. Damn, I I can't even fuck right now. That's like... I can't even fuck right now. That's insane. Like, that we we are talking about that, you know, in the show. I fucking love it, though. I fucking love it. But, uh... (laughs) The woman he's with, Masaria, seems to be accustomed to uh, stroking the prince's ego, kind of being like, the king cannot replace you. You know, she croons, hugging him to her chest. You know, they have a they have a strong relationship, it seems, as at the end of the episode, she's the one approaching him while he is with his dragon Caraxes and stuff, and mm. he puts her hand to the dragon and stuff. He's very close with Masaria, much closer to her than his wife back in the Vale. Mm-hmm. Seems the that one if he's who is capable, uglier than a sheep. Yeah, if he's capable of love, this is this is the one. Who, yeah, this is, I guess, the one uh, is what it seems like. But yeah, I'll be, or maybe it's, I don't know. I think it. I think like if he's gonna marry anyone or want to, it's it's gonna be someone with his own blood. I um, think so too. So, <laughs> I think so. But uh. After this, it's time for the fucking tournament, baby. Be a nice, uh, nice bloody affair here. Mm. Uh, the crowd cheers when Viserys opens the proceedings by announcing that Queen Emma has entered her labors. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Rhaenyra shows up real late like she's want, want to do. Uh, pulls up, Viserys is like, motherfucker, Caesar and everything. And is like, all right, gotta let them know. Gotta let the people know that she's in her labors, though. Can't, can't be distracted. Um. But uh, the first few runs here reveal that Sir Kristen Cole, an unknown in the, in the court, is quite good at jousting. And uh, Rhaenyra asks, you know, like, who who the fuck is this guy? And he's like, uh, he's common born. That's about all I fucking know. Uh, Sir Kristen Cole? Feeling like our Jon Snow type for me. Hmm. Feels like he'll be like the the guy the good guy who you're like yeah you know I want this guy to be okay you know like he better pull through it's kind of how I'm feeling about him right now um, I do we'll see you know we'll see to be sure but uh mm. up next Damon is Damon is here and he's got that badass winged helmet uh, and he's he's he gets to choose his opponent because he's the prince to the city and uh, i'm assuming probably a previous winner probably gets something like you get to pick your opponent buddy and he like he's like you know what i fucking hate that guy i'm going to pick <laughs> otto hightower's oldest son uh let's do that shit and uh hightower goes ahead gets a good hit on him first pass and damon's like <laughs> all right i'm just going to trip your fucking horse uh which I feel like has to be against the rules, uh, but the people, apparently not. The crowd boos it. They yeah, everyone's them. like, "Ah, oh, man, are you fucking for real?" Like, the, I guess it's, that shit. it's when the horse isn't moving and they think it's dead. But when the horse gets up, they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Yeah, yeah. like and nobody <laughs> wants to see the horses die. Yeah, true, like if you're gonna yeah. kill somebody, kill the man on the back <laughs> of the horse. At least have the decency. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, he he buries his staff into the ground in front of the horse i was like oh no if this horse's like fucking leg is broken and someone has to come out and kill this horse that's the shit that would have happened in game of thrones mm. this horse getting up and walking away is a sign that this is not game of thrones <laughs> you know what i'm saying dang i i didn't think of these differences but you're you're right like if we were back in game of thrones yeah this 
this like, horse probably mountain. just gets decapitated. The mountain cut a horse's head off at a tournament, like in the first two episodes of Game of Thrones, and it's like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Man, this is actually toned down a little bit. Uh, not by which a is, lot, it, but which by like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, everyone's like, okay, yeah, I guess. And, you know, this dude just, Hightower's face is going to be fucked for the rest of the show. Poor dude. You know, like, I know we're going to see him again because he's Otto Hightower's son. So, like, we'll see him again and he'll fa- his face will be all scarred and shit. And this is just how he is now. Uh, like, that, that shit sucks for him. Too bad. But uh, even more badass of Damien after this. Uh, is to go on over and ask for the favor of Alicent, Otto Hightower's daughter. Uh, <laughs> and she goes ahead and gives it to her, gives it to him, and her, and her father's like, you motherfucker. Uh, it was just hilarious. He was just trying to cuck Otto Hightower in any way he possibly could. Uh, Your wife's dead. I'm going to beat the, I'm going to injure the fuck out of your son, life long injury and scar and then i'm gonna go over to your daughter and be like yo give me your give me your smoochy smooch flower basically you know like give me like oh man right in front of you too like man it was brutal but uh as the day goes on some jousts devolve into uh some hand-to-hand combat with the crowd cheering the whole time they're like "Ooh, not the horse but yes rip this guy's face off uh and Rhaenys muses to Corlys, her husband, that uh, the young men who are competing have never known war and therefore fight. Uh, like, they gotta get rid of something quick. Uh, meanwhile, on the grounds before them, a competitor literally has his face bashed in, and a nearby squire vomits as he mm. watches. And this whole sequence was just so chaotic. I was like, like they, we watched that mm, dude's face it, get yeah. smashed, we watched the dude vomit, we watched <laughs> them keep fighting, and we're like, I'm just like, oh my god. Game of Thrones is back, baby. Mm. Man, that I don't know. That was I. I didn't realize that how like very fast that scene moved. It was really like, all right, that dude's dead. All right, yep, that dude's that dude's dying now. Oh, and okay. I think it struck like a really awesome balance between like the people who are in the pit and the people who are watching running this show. You mm. know, like Rainey's and Corliss are just sitting there talking. Like nothing's re- like they're talk they're talking shit on what's happening, but they're talking like they're at a fucking football game, you know. Like these kids, man, they've never known war. They've got balls full of cum. Damn, that I, like, that is a line that was said if you translate it in today's language. Yeah, it was like a, she said like something full of seed, and I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was, but. I was just like, oh man, because like, I mean, notoriously that does, that does, you know, ramp up the, uh, the old anger on these, on these boys. Mm. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> eventually Damon goes up against Sir Christian here and, uh, you know, Christian gives, gives him a little, gives him a little bit of a, a tough time, Push, pushes him halfway off his ride and, uh, he gets slung down the rail and then boop falls right on off and then damon's like give me my fucking sword give me my fucking sword and uh the the guy up top's like and now he's wanting hand-to-hand combat <laughs> this doesn't end here <laughs> and uh and <laughs> like, fucking bet that i've got my fucking flail uh 
I was like, that's bold as fuck to come into a fight with someone with a sword with a flail. Um, uh, but Kristen, as badass off the horse as he is on it. Uh, and Damon eventually yields, and I was like, okay! Okay, Kristen Cole! <laughs> and uh, he then approaches Rhaenyra and asks for her favor, and she tosses him... Uh, she tosses him her little flower crown, and uh, you know he's Dornish, which was of note. That's kind of yeah, that is kind of cool. I, uh, I really did. I did quite enjoy that. Hearing like some last names was just really, like Baratheon. Hearing that, yeah, um, yeah, hearing yeah, yeah. Dorn. Um, yeah, we like in er, earlier in the episode. I can't believe that this wasn't included in the scene by scene breakdown. But whenever uh, you know Rhaenyra and Alicent are laying in the field. And uh, or under the gods' wood, mm. and uh, you know she's laying her head in her lap, and uh, they're going over the histories of uh, of uh, a Nymeria, mm. uh, Princess Nymeria, who Arya named her direwolf after Nymeria, um, and she's like, uh, "Who did he marry? Or who did she marry?" And she's like, "Who the fuck cares? Fuck the Septa." Blah, 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 blah. And then she just like spits out all the all the exact right information. She's like, "I know all this shit. You ain't got to worry about me, all right? Like, I got this shit." I loved that scene. That was one of my favorites in this episode. But uh, mm. I just want I just needed to bring, harken it back to that because I was oh, like, yeah. I can't believe I didn't include that. But uh, mm. uh <laughs> that shit was funny. But oh yeah, part... oh yeah, we're in a tournament now. <laughs> we're yeah. from a nice Godswood little conversation between two two girls to oh yeah, we're bashing people's heads in right now. Yeah, fighting. no, yeah, and we're about <laughs> to get even worse because the king is called away by a maester who uh, who has informed Otto, and then Otto therein informed the king uh, that the baby is in breach, uh, aka feet down position, which is not ideal. Uh, where C-sections are not, uh, you know, commonplace or well-performed. Uh, this is not, uh, this is not a good, good thing. Uh, eventually, the king is called upon to make a decision. Uh, cut Emma open in order to try and save the baby, or lose them both. Of course... The king gives the order to go ahead and slice and dice away. And, of course, his wife has zero say in what's happening. No, uh, no decision to be, no decision to be a part of for Emma here. She has no, uh, it would have been nice for, I would have loved if he would have gone over to his wife and gone, what do you think we should do? You know, like. If, I mean, I don't know, that's, because he seemed, like, where he's like, there comes a time where sometimes the husband has to make an impossible choice, and then he's like, how dare you? He Like, at first, he's like, how dare you? But then he's like, you can save the child. And then he just got, like, greedy, yeah, you know, like, yeah. immediately. Like, I really thought, like, he he was gonna be like, like this is it, you know, like, you're you're going, there's nothing we can do for you, but but there's a chance we can save the baby. You know, like... Yeah, it um, was the fact that he just didn't include her yeah. at all. Like, uh. if he would have, like... Because here's the thing. If he would have gone to her and gone, all right, we have two options. We can try and save the baby and cut you open, or both of you will die. 
there's a relatively good chance that the mother of this child goes, go ahead. Yeah. You know, like, I want my child to live on if there's no chance for me. Like, and even if not, it's not up to you, homie. It's up to her. Like, <laughs> like, uh, it just, because if he just gives her the opportunity, she probably agrees, but she has zero idea what's happening. That's another thing that lends to this scene being uh. so horrific is that he she is scared out of her mind she is not dying comfortably no she's dying in a state of sheer and utter panic uh knowing that her husband has granted doctors permission to cut her open mm. uh and it's just it's really disturbing it's a really disturbing scene cut between Kristen and uh Damon's battle there which i thought was effective mm. The whole battlefield parallel. Um, but, uh, you know, they were... I just... Like, at this point... I don't know. Can't you give her a little more milk of the poppy now? Like, now that you're going to cut her open? Like, right. doesn't it feels like stuff is null and void. Can't you just kind of, like... By the time she... The milk of the poppy's reached the baby, you'll have that shit out. Like, go ahead and give her more of that shit, please. Uh, but nah, this shit was disturbing. It was disturbing. A lot of blood. So much blood. Uh, and the baby is born. It is a boy who, uh, Viserys dubs Balon. Uh, but Emma is dead. And Otto has to tell everyone in the royal box what has transpired. And then we cut to the funeral. And I'm like, I'm in, in between these scenes, I'm going, you know, like, man, I wonder how long the show is going to run. Because if they've got an air here, they're probably going to have to fill in all that time all the way up to the air. And then uh, and then uh, Rhaenyra says, you know, I hope those couple hours my brother was born, my brother yeah. was alive, that yeah. uh, my dad finally found the happiness he was searching for. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad I called this right away. That the son wasn't gonna make it. I like. Well, uh, I I looked at Emily. Mm-hmm. As soon as we met Emma, mm-hmm. and she was pregnant, and Rhaenyra was talking to her in that room, and she's like, "This is our duty to the realm." I went, "Well, fuck, neither of them live." <laughs> That's awesome. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 well, a Emma was not a part of the marketing for this show at all, nor was a baby. So I was like, I don't think either of them make it out of this, but I'm a holdout hope. And then neither of mm. them made it out of it. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I think I don't know at what point in the episode it was, but it was maybe when Rainier was talking to her about like, uh, ah, man, I don't know. It was I, I'm like, all right, it's gonna be a son, but the son's gonna die. Like after, like, uh, it's, the son won't make it that long. Like, I, like, we'll die in birth as well. Mm. Uh, like, he'll get what he wants, but only for a day, you know, or whatever. Air for um, a day. And, man, like, what a, you know, like, and they kept building towards that a little bit, but then the, the funeral shot of, like, the mother's body and then slowly going down and then, like, seeing the little baby, like, uh, Ooh, it like, was painful, man. I will say the funeral proceedings here. This is one of my favorite scenes, like kind of Game of Thrones ever. 
like just this like a Targaryen funeral. Like, of course, this is what they would do with yeah. at a Targaryen funeral. You know, like this is uh, how like, I want to go. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. Like I, at first, I'm kind of like, oh, this is kind of in bad taste. But then I'm like, I thought about it. And I'm like, no. This is probably if, everything a Targaryen. Yeah. If I could go like this. Do yes, like if the let me fight. go on record and say if the technology exists to let me cremate by dragon when I'm dead, please let it happen. <laughs> please um, do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rhaenyra says bitterly at these funeral proceedings that uh, she uh, she wonders during those few hours her brother was alive if her father finally found happiness. And uh, she says that to Damon. And this is the first time Damon actually seems to be a little emotionally human. human, uh, (laughs) Mm Kind of there for everybody and kind of like, damn, this sucks. Uh, I don't think it's real, obviously, given the next couple scenes. But uh, uh, then choked with tears, she she stumbles. And I was like, oh. Oh, say it. Mm. Say it, Rhaenyra. Mm Mm-hmm. And she she looks at her father, and then almost angrily, is like, Dracarys, just mm. fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, I was I was already tearing up a little bit from like just the craziness of the scene, like beforehand. You know, we get the mother dying, and then the mm. kid, like the funeral, and I'm like, oh, like dang, this is this is already sad. But like, Dracarys. the word Dracarys got me to tear up more. Than the like funeral, like it just like sent it. It was like what sent it kind of like it wasn't well, like it, I started sobbing, but it was just kind of like oh, that, well, it was like a Dracarys of the series. You know, like I remember the mm. first like ep- the first Dracarys of Game of Thrones was epic. It was a moment of triumph. It was oh fuck yes, we are here. You know, this is the most sorrowful use mm. of Dracarys yet. I mean, we've yeah. had some pretty sad ones with, like, Varys in Season 8 and the burning of, like, uh, Samuel Tarly's dad and brother and stuff like that. Like, But none none quite as sorrowful as this mm. as uh, as they burn the bodies of Emma and Balon the heir for a day. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was tough to watch, but... Uh, after this, the small council convenes, and Otto's like, yeah, I know nobody wants to talk about this, especially you, but uh, it feels feels necessary that we must determine the succession, because the realm will be in chaos if we don't. And uh, Corliss, interestingly enough, is like, we have, we have an heir. There's an obvious heir. There is no question about it. Shall we say his name? Mm-hmm. Damon Targaryen. And he's like, I don't exactly love it, but like... What are we going to do, you know? like, uh, And uh, they debate whether Damon is a fitting leader, and some argue that Damon might murder Viserys to mm. assume the rule sooner than later. And, uh, and Damon is able to hear all of this. What the fuck kind of construction have you set up if the High Council can be spied on? I guess he's in the High Council, but, like, he obviously snuck in there. Like, no one would have known that he was there. That's my thing, is that, like, that means 
it feels like anyone could have done this. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Yeah, this is probably this will probably be used quite often. I'd say feels like feels like yeah. a very useful tool for people who want to go ahead and fuck over the council in some way somehow, or at least know what's going on. Uh, but I like that they're they're all airing out exactly how they feel about about Damon. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with it. It got some of them to be like, yo, maybe we do, like, make it a girl. Like, it, it, they were like, yo, I don't I don't like Damon that much. Maybe we yeah, do make Otto, it, like, Otto the first woman together. ever. Otto's yeah. like, you know what? What if we, what, like, we could do your firstborn. We could do Rhaenyra. And Lord Strong, this little bitch ass who seems to be a complete non-factor and will never be a factor <laughs> again, being like, a woman? We're gonna pick a hundred years of trash. And I love that they made this dude like a like a really normal looking like thirty something <laughs> year old man, just like a, just like he looks like in real life he would be like, Ugh, why is She Hulk the way she is? You know, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, talk about two powerful woman shows going on right now. She hey, man, this was, this was one of my Dragon. favorite yeah. weeks for television premieres yeah. ever. This was sick. Uh, we are this was one of my favorite weeks for television, period, with the Westworld finale, mm. She-Hulk, and Ooh. House of the Dragon premiere. Like, that shit's fucking awesome. But, uh, uh, finally, after this, Viserys is finally ready to go. Yo! My wife and son are dead! <laughs> I'm not going to let you pick at their goddamn carcasses. I'm done with this shit. Oh, and I also love that, like, right before that, Corliss was like, there is another option. <laughs> yeah. He He's was like, like no. Hmm? My wife was the king who never, or the queen who never was. And Otto's like, just a fucking second ago, you were on Damon's <laughs> side. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Uh, and I just, just love that. And they're, they're like, if we can't agree, how is anybody going to agree? And then <laughs> Viserys is like, dudes, shut the fuck up. Mm. It's like perfectly, uh, like, the decision that was made to make him king. Um, it's like kind of mirroring the same situation. Um, mm -hmm. and But this time he's like, no, we can't even let it go to that. I have to be the one to make the decision. He's like, right. it has to be this way. Because whenever it happened to me... Like, I think he feels like he shouldn't have been king. Like, I feel like that's kind of why he's so loving and not violent. Because, like, he doesn't think he deserves the, the throne. Oh, um, yeah. I have the feeling he, he is no... Hmm. He had no intentions of being king. Which, and now that he is king, is like, oh, fuck. Okay. Which usually makes for better kings. The ones that don't want you know, want it. Want and after power. Ones that do want it very, very much so, Damon. I did love Otto's line at some point in this episode. I can't remember if it's here or earlier when he's like, uh, you know, the gods are yet to create a man who is not, mm. who does not want power. Mm. You know, I was like, I thought that was like, I thought that was a hard line. Uh, thought that shit was really cool. Mm. But uh, regardless, Viserys storms out here and... Otto returns to his chamber where his daughter, Allison, comes home. She's very, very sad because of the passing of Queen Emma. It seemed like she was a – she worked for her pretty closely, it seemed like, at mm -hmm. least with Rhaenyra, sympathizing with Rhaenyra because the loss of her mother, and it seems like she has lost her mother as well. 
uh, and Otto uh, in his chambers with Alicent. They have a nice little warm interaction. Makes it look like one of the few good guy characters we've met so far until he tells her, I need you to go to Viserys and offer him comfort. And Alicent's like, to his chambers. Like, you mean his bedroom? Mm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, go go see what he needs. Uh, and throw on one of your mom's dresses. Your dead mom's dresses. Rough. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and do that. And I was like, oof, 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 oof. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter where people are like, uh, I saw a tweet specifically that was like, I have the feeling this girl is going to make Cersei Lannister look like a fucking saint. And it was in mm. reference to Alicent Hightower. Um, and I feel like people are missing the point there a little bit. Like, I feel like Otto is the one that we should be a little bit more distrusting of. She's being yeah, manipulated wait, by her father. And I was I didn't get that vibe at all. I didn't whatsoever. either. I didn't at all. She seems, was, like, very innocent. Like, she just seems... And that's the thing. Is she, like, really innocent or is she really good at playing that way? Hmm. Hmm. Like, does she have that high tower blood in her? Because I feel like Otto, certainly not to be trusted. I feel like Alicent probably takes after her dad a great deal. Like, I could see her. Uh, I could see her either being like, close. you know what? Yeah, let's conspire to get you on the throne, dad. That way I'll be princess. Oh. Uh, or Otto sees how close. Um... Rhaenyra and Alicent, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Alicent, how close they are, and then he uses her to manipulate Rhaenyra. Well, I guess she's the heir, and she probably maybe never gets there. I like the idea that the history's wiped. So, like, I like the idea that she'll eventually sit. I like that throne. idea, too. Um, but, like, I, I can see using Alicent option? to manipulate. Who does Damon get the favor of? Oh, shit. If Damon is to, was to marry a girl like Alicent and father a child with her, would that oh, change the way? Shit. Would that change the way Viserys viewed the succession? How he should consider the heir? You know, like because if there is a male heir in his line, would he rather do that? I like really a, thought that Alicent was going to get pregnant by Viserys. Um, I'm also considering that. Like that feels like an even. An even greater possibility. I mean, given, what... the, given this next scene, as she yeah. pulls up to Viserys' room, brings a history book, that, and it seemed a little too familiar. Viserys didn't find this strange. Yeah, that Alicent was visiting visiting her, visiting him in his room. Uh, you know, she she sits with him while he works on a giant model of King's Landing that he's carving, which was pretty epic. Uh, and she tells him, you know, she's sorry for his loss. But the fact that King Viserys was just like, yeah, come on in. I was like, this is weird already that this has mm. seemingly, this is not the first time she's happened upon his quarters, you know? Yeah. Theory I'm going to put in place right now. Viserys is going to get Alicent pregnant. It's going to be a boy. It will be. But... Damon won't like that. That's another possible threat to his, you know, his... 
Well, I guess no, because his wife is now dead, so he w- that would be legitimate. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Viserys gets Alicent pregnant. It's going to be a son. Damon seizes the opportunity to kill Viserys and say that that child is his mm-hmm. and not Viserys. Yeah. Viserys's child, and then that's his claim to the throne uh, to have it, and then pass it on to the heir after that to have because he already is a legitimate claim somewhat. You know, over Rhaenyra just because she's a girl, um, and then but having another heir already would kind of solidify it. It seems in this time in history. Yeah, I mean, especially if Viserys dies because Viserys names Rhaenyra his heir. But once he dies, it feels like it's kind of like true. It seemed, now I can make now I can make a claim for it. It did seem that the people who were uh, like saying. Uh, wow. Here we go. Okay. okay. I guess a leaf blower now. That's fantastic. Um, That's hilarious. <laughs> but goddamn. Well, I guess I was, like, the people who were giving, like, saying, like, yes, I accept your heir, they didn't do it comfortably. They were, like... There were only... Know. There was only one who uh, felt like, yeah, you know what? Sure. And it felt like Corliss Valerian was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I do pledge fealty to you guys because you know what rainy should have gotten this shit it's about damn time you know like th- that sort of vibe and then everyone else like specifically that baratheon was like a uh, fucking okay i guess and uh rick on stark being like mm, okay i guess uh there was a lot of that there was a lot of that but uh yeah that was that whole thing where she there's there's a there's a familiarity there between Alicent and Viserys that uh, is a bit alarming, if you ask mm. me. Mm. Yeah, there's there's gonna be some to go on between them for sure. I agree. Like, yeah, I agree. But we head back to the brothel that Damon hangs out at, where uh, Masaria toasts his being the king's sole heir once more, and uh, this is just a giant orgy in this brothel that he is present watching over. Um. You know, he's like, you know what? I'm going to give a speech. And then a dude who is getting dome is like, everyone shut the fuck up. I was like, this was so Game of Thrones for this dude to just be getting his dick sucked, yelling at everyone like, hey, your prince is about to speak. And he says, "Uh, you know, I'm not so easily replaced. You know, I, I've seen my ascendance today. He calls his dead infant nephew the heir for a day. Otto reports to Viserys. Uh, and even Rhaenyra is like, oh, oh, fuck, that's no good. Uh-uh. Yeah, you can't, can't, can't go ahead and say that, especially after the, you know, Viserys just lost them. Um, I, even, even though Viserys has been pretty chill up to this point, I don't think anyone is chill Mm-mm. after you say that about their, their dead son that they've been wanting for quite some time now. Nah. Um. Not one bit. This this was like Damon's uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. Kind of yeah, moment. Exactly. You know? It's like <laughs> exactly. it's basically him getting up. Like I mean, that's basically like what the Office was a big orgy all the time, and he got up in front of everyone and is like, "That's well, fucking right." I think it's, it's really important. They mentioned they mentioned it earlier in the episode when they're talking about the matter of succession. They're like, "Yo, we have handed this man an army of two thousand. They're loyal to him, and he's doing everything he can to keep them loyal to him. He's letting them do whatever the fuck they want, uh, 
and he's he's funding it. He, he is bought a brothel. Yeah. yeah. Like he he is doing everything he can to keep those that city watch loyal to him, and that's gonna come into play. Oh yeah, you know, like that's not gonna just oh they're actually loyal to the king. No, they fuck with Damon Targaryen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're he's gonna be like he's gonna say to them, "You want to be the city watcher? Do you want to be the king's guard? You know, yeah. like what what do you want to do? Do you want to do this for the rest of your life, or do you want to rise up?" And then like yeah, it's. That that's all he needs to say to them at this point. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've given you everything. Let's go. You know, like there's gonna be a war, like or a, at least a internal war. Oh yes, um, Targaryen civil war to yeah. be sure. I think, uh, I, I think almost certainly. But uh, this next scene is another one of my favorites in this in this first episode where Viserys summons uh, Daemon before the Iron Throne to ask him directly if he said the whole. Mm. Uh, air for a day thing. And uh, Damon kind of looks down and he's like, <laughs> we all mourn in our own way, your grace. <laughs> what a way to uh, say it. Like, what a way just to be like, yeah, I said that, but he's like, like, that's just my way of mourning. I thought it was okay. funny. Yeah. Like, wow. I love uh, how Viserys has sword in hand as well. Oh, yeah. So, and it was such like, a great, like, the framing of those shots were like, it was him blurred out and just his mm-hmm. ring holding the fucking sword there was so fucking cool. And, uh, his whole, like, uh, you know, uh, what the fuck is wrong with mm. you, dude? Like, holy shit, you can't say that shit. And, uh, you know, uh, Viserys unleashes on him, saying that he's made excuses for him forever. And Damon shoots back that he's never once in the ten years of his reign asked him to be Hand of the King. And he's like, excuse me? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? What's your fucking problem, man? Why would I do that? He's like, I'm your brother, and the blood of the dragon runs thick. And uh, he's like, bro, fuck you. <laughs> he's like, fuck you, man. You went off, you know, laughing with your whores and your lick spittles. Mm. <laughs> uh, which is my favorite line of the episode. Um, oh, that's the line? That's my okay, line. That's okay. the line. Mm. Uh, laughing <laughs> with your whores and your lick spittles. I was just like, that's so Game of Thrones. I'm mm. like, we're all the way back in. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, Damon states that, you know, he can protect him. And Viserys says, from what? And Damon shoots back yourself. Mm. And then the king is like, uh, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Otto is a more honorable man than you will ever be. Um, I have to disagree, personally. Mm. Uh, well, who who would you rather? You know, who is? They're both pretty bad. They're they here's both. Here's my thing. I'm. I, I'll need to see more. Mm. I don't like Damon. Don't get me wrong. I don't like Damon. I think we have seen the depths of his, like the worst aspects of him. Oh, you think, like, he's going to be, I, like, redeemed? I don't like, think it gets worse than what we've shown of Damon. You know, like, I think we got a fully rounded view of who Damon is. Otto is a conniving, backstabbing bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damon, I don't think Damon's fucking around when he says, I can protect you. Mm. From what? Yourself. You You do not have a good view of the people who are around you. You know, like, you don't know what's really happening here. Like, uh, I I truly think that Damon does have a love for his brother, 
does have a love for his niece and does have a love for his family. You know, like I do think he loves the Targaryens and he wants the Targaryens to continue to reign. Obviously, he, he wants power for himself, of course, but so does Otto, you know? Yeah. And I think he'll do everything he can to protect the Targaryens from Otto and his family. Hmm. Ooh, it's always a fight for the throne, man. Always. Uh, always. And there's and there's bound to be more players that are going to come into it. Like, uh, And I think, uh, like, I think it's not even crazy to theorize that Corliss and Rhaenys will come into play and kind of make a make a play for the king and queen of the of the realm and stuff like mm. I think once a war breaks out that's when a lot more players come into it and are like you know what fuck it they're fighting for the air why aren't we why aren't we going to be a part of this you know what I'm saying mm. uh but uh the king goes ahead and sends Damon to the to, back to the veil because he's no longer the heir and as Damon leaves, Viserys cuts his hand on the chair, and it bleeds. Uh, but thereafter, the king meets with Rhaenyra down in the uh, down in the dungeons where Balerion the Dread's skull lies, and he's talking about continuing the Targaryen reign. He apologizes to her for being so focused on having a son, and tells her that now he believes she was made to wear the crown. Hmm. Then he shares with her the secret. That Targaryen rulers have been passing down ever since Aegon. He had a very unsettling vision of the end of the world. It is to begin with a terrible winter gusting out of the distant north. Aegon saw darkness riding on those winds and whatever dwells within, within will destroy the world of the living. When this great winter comes, Rhaenyra, all of Westeros must stand against it. And if the w world of man is to survive... A Targaryen must be seated on the Iron Throne. A king or queen strong enough to unite the realm against the dark. Aegon called this dream the Song of Ice and Fire. And here's the thing for me, bruh. Making the fight against the Night King like an ancestral tie to the Targaryens gives Jon Snow's entire arc a whole new meaning. You know? Like, uh, his name is literally Aegon. He is named after the first Aegon who had this vision. And that's you the know, thing. Like, Aegon and Aegon. Bran the Builder, Bran... It's, it's always... Even though these people are different, and, like, they're not the same, it's like... Maybe this is just all a loop... Sort of, oh, like, like, I don't know, like... Oh, and the fact that the Targaryens, if still seated on the throne, it would have been taken seriously. The entire realm would have been like, yes, that threat is coming. Let's go fight. That's you why because they wiped Robert Baratheon... out the history of this, because they... People would people would fear they'd be like, no, we need a Targaryen on the throne, because what if this happens? Like every winter, they'd be like, oh fuck, we like. Well, I guess winter isn't like a yearly thing. Yeah, it's not a year. yearly thing. It uh, happens so, like every so. Every yeah, I guess so. Never mind. Decades, but like, I, I I guess the fear would be there though. They'd be like, well, it can come at any time. Oh sh oh shit! Like, 
like or I don't like I don't know like we need a Targaryen. We can't have a Lannister up there. We can't have a Baratheon. You know. Mm. Um, so they were like, well, I, I just, I just really loved that little detail because, you know, it also adds a dimension to the reason the Mad King might've been the way he was. Mm. It adds a dimension as to why the Targaryens might've been the way they were forever, because there's not just a sense of, uh, there's not just a sense of like wanting to protect everybody and wanting to be there, but defending the throne from any any threats because they have to protect the realm you know uh obviously i think the mad king was fucking nuts i don't think he uh had had much a good bone in his body but uh regardless must must be considered uh hmm. yeah this whole this whole scene being intercut with all the other houses pledging fealty to viserys and rhaenyra with alicent dressing her friend for a very public pledging of loyalty, uh, you know, resting her head on her shoulder and the nape of her neck, and uh, I don't know, felt felt intimate, felt intimate. Mm. Uh, and meanwhile, Damon brings Masaria to meet a dragon named Caraxes before they go for a little ride. And then we cut to black with uh, we cut to black with Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra on screen and the Game of Thrones classic theme. Swelling. Mm. Caraxes includes. Um, sorry, Caraxes is just too above. Uh, Syrax, the first first dragon we saw. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, so that, he's the. So the Caraxes is Damon's dragon. Syrax is uh, Rhaenyra's dragon. Mm, yeah. So Damon has the ninth biggest dragon. Rhaenyra has the eleventh. Um, it cool. seems, I guess, on this chart at least. Um, Fascinating. Balon Balerion is the biggie boy. Yeah, Balerion. Yeah, mm. Balerion the Dread. Mm. Uh, nothing to fuck with. But with that, we conclude the first episode of the House of the Dragon. I'm gonna go through my favorites here. Mm. Uh, favorite character of the episode? I gotta go, Rhaenyra. Yeah, that's a lot. I love Rhaenyra. Phrase like. Straight off, I was so enthralled with this character. Emma Darcy brought it to life so perfectly. I cannot wait to follow this character all the way through the series. I will, however, say the characters that made me go, oh, yeah, this is Game of Thrones, were Damon Targaryen and Otto Hightower. Mm. I was like, uh, we're back in the fucking thick of it, baby. Like, these guys are the pot stirrers. They're going to get the shit rolling. Uh... But Rhaenyra, she's going to be the one I root for. I, you just you just know that's going to be the case. Uh, my favorite scene was the intercutting of Viserys telling Rhaenyra to be the uh, heir before the skull of Benarian, Balerion the Dread, intercut with everyone pledging fealty to her. Uh, that shit was fantastic. Mm. Uh, favorite line, laughing with your whores and your <laughs> licks fiddles. Mm. I thought that was fucking hilarious. And my favorite shot comes at 13 minutes and 39 seconds, where Rhaenyra is laying on Allison's lap, looking up to the sky, and the colors all here just came together really beautifully. There's just a... The blue of Allison's dress makes the blue of Rhaenyra's eyes pop like crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the ring the ring Allison's wearing mm -hmm. matches the colors of her dress. The colors the in the book. book match. Yeah. Yeah, just like all the colors wow. there come together really pleasing. And, like, it's another one of those examples. I've talked about this 
like there are obviously some gorgeous landscape shots, some gorgeous, mm-hmm. epic, beautiful visuals in this show. But when you can give me a simple shot that's just characters hanging out, doing their fucking thing, mm-hmm. that's when this shit is going to be good for me. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can bring that to life in a visually fascinating, compelling way, that's where I'm going to be at. And like they're under the God's wood. Uh, Even the shot, like, a couple seconds later, whenever Allison gets up and Rhaenyra lays on the ground still, uh, mm. it's just fucking gorgeous because you see the godswood in all its glory. You see Allison walking away, Rhaenyra on the ground. It's just it's just beautiful. I, I absolutely loved that scene. And this show, just overall, has been visually mm. stunning. Yeah, I'd say uh, if I were to pick out a shot, it would be like the opening scene King's Landing in all of its glory kind of for the first time. Uh, because I was like, that was just kind of my moment of like, okay, we're back in Game of Thrones. That's motherfucking King's Landing. But also, holy shit, that looks so good. Like I can see into every alleyway almost it seems like. Like I like it, it used to be like cloudy. It felt like foggy. King's Landing. Like right. the detail wasn't like all the way there. But, but still crazy but like this was like i don't know like we're here yeah you know um line i don't don't really multiple shots in this episode that i just thought were gorgeous like daemon targaryen sitting on the iron throne uh the just the way it looked was gorgeous um there's a shot of otto hightower whenever he's reporting to viserys that uh Mm. daemon set talked all that shit where it's just it's just like a silhouette of his face and the colors are like really cool and it's just like, ooh, it's just gorgeous. I, I really, really do love this show already. And uh, you're actually on Andor, not House of the Dragon. Uh-oh. Um. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But yeah, let's throw the classic Penny Bloom rating at this thing. Oh, yeah. I, I think I'm already confident in the um, in the enjoyment category for here. Um, I guess if you want to lay the groundworks for the system. For Let's the, lay yeah. the groundworks for the first timers here on the Fire and Bloom podcast. We've got three categories. We got out of five stars as far as our enjoyment is concerned, just how much the episode connects with us on an emotional level or otherwise. It's entirely subjective. However, you're fucking with the episode. That's how you're going to determine that rating out of five stars. We got a genre rating. Uh, out of five stars, how well the episode fulfills its genre. And this is going to be fantasy television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty, pretty damn good, if I had to say so myself. Uh, so out of five stars there. And then out of five stars, critically. And that's all things to be considered when it comes to critically, objectively looking at an episode. That's cinematography, visual storytelling, acting, score, uh just all things considered there that come into play, uh, writing, acting, all of it. All of it goes there, and then we combine those three ratings to form our final rating out of five stars. So not entirely not entirely objective. We got a little subjectivity in there because of our, uh, our enjoyment. That's what gives it the Penny Bloom flair. Mm. So uh, I'm excited. I think for enjoyment, it's safe to say this is a five out of five. Yeah, there's no question about it. This was... I was hyped, 8 o'clock hit, like, I, w- I took a nap before this episode, and my body woke me up, like, five minutes before 8 o'clock, mm. it was kind of nuts, and, uh, I, my body was ready, I was, I was fully ready, and, and they delivered. It lived up front. to yeah. what I was wanting, yeah. you know, like, that was important for me, is that, like, uh, 
I expected a lot and it delivered, you know, like I was like, we are back in game of Thrones and, uh, it felt right. I feel like we've got a really good lay of the land as far as the characters that are going to be massively important. Mm. It is game of Thrones. So like I expect we'll meet another couple characters in the next couple episodes that are still going to be massively important because that's how game of Thrones does shit. So like, uh, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely excited to be, uh, to be diving in here. But, uh, yeah, I'm a five out of five. I've got no doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... That was instant. That was known. Um, now, how this, like, fantasy-wise, we got dragons. Um, we got the questions of succession. Yeah, which is always and, uh, a classic. Yeah, we got the, the, the kings and queens of it all, the, the prologue that's like this, the 14 bids and the... The two were considered, and, and then the, the end, the, like the the Song of Ice and Fire, that whole bit. I mean, oh. medieval fantasy. Shoot. We got a tournament, yeah, jousting tournament. It's pretty damn high. I do want to leave some room to go up because I, I yeah, they. I do think there is a pinnacle they have not reached. That's here. the thing is that it, uh, it, it's it's probably going to go up from here. Like mm-hmm. this is just the jumping off point, which is insane but I, I think like i'm at like a four five four That's what i was thinking nine yeah. out of ten four five out of five stars feels fair like uh hmm. i think that's about right it's uh it was a damn good episode of fan medieval fantasy television uh but i've seen other episodes of game of thrones that are five out of fives and this wasn't this wasn't quite that hmm. you know uh damn close mm-hmm. damn close but uh not not quite. So nine out of ten, four point five out of five feels right. And then critically, this was a damn good episode of television, homie. Talk about a complete story in one episode. Like mm. I am so satisfied for this one week, but also I'm like I need the next episode. Mm. So like they they delivered Absolutely. on that front. Acting, they delivered on the acting yeah. side of things. Holy. Like I can't get over how good Matt Smith is. Dude. As Damon Targaryen, yes, like like uh, even though I can only see Morbius for a little bit, it was only for like the first couple minutes, and then I'm like, that's Damon, like that's like, I don't know, he like synced into the character, like it just he's was so gone. Fucking like, good in this role, and like I love Patty Considine as Viserys, I love uh, Emma Best as uh, or Eve Best as mm-hmm. Rhaenys, mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Toussaint as Corliss is awesome. I mean, not to mention Emma Darcy as Princess Rhaenyra. That feels just spot fucking on mm. uh, like i don't i don't think there was a performance in this episode where i was like i ah, could have gotten more out of that you know like risa fons as auto hightower amazing uh emma, emma carey as uh as allison mm. fucking shit up i it's just uh it's just good all around the writing was really really good it was a really great jumping off point for this show uh Visually, the visuals we've already talked about just yeah. Insane. Gorgeous. The music swelling at different points was gorgeous. It had the Game of Thrones theme to it a little bit, but also had its own flair where we're in, had you know. Um, I'm intrigued because we will get the actual theme song next week, uh, like title sequence. I was wondering. I'm like, is this – I was like – it was still okay. It was still hype, but I was like – Now, let's play some bets. Is it the Game of Thrones theme song? Or is it a new one? I think it's the Game of Thrones theme song, but older 
some like not with like with I don't know. It'll it'll feel more mythic. Yeah, I think. Um, okay. Okay. Maybe like we got. I don't know. I feel like a little bit more like these credits at the end. I don't feel like it's the exact. Yeah. I don't feel like it's the exact same song. I don't know, man. Regardless, Mm. I absolutely love the music in this episode. Visually, that's got to be the highest thing for me right now. Like, that's the thing that's making me go, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm watching this. Uh, It's been fucking glorious. Mm. Um, I'm really high on this episode. I'm, like, absurdly high on this episode. This was as good a television premiere as I think we've gotten in recent memory. I'm in that high four eight four nine range, you know. Yeah, I think I was I was at like four eight five was the number I was thinking right off rip. Because then I'm like, I I think it still can actually get better, and that's oh, we shouldn't like we that. shouldn't base our score kind of off of that. Um, but like I, I was I was in between four eight and four nine, and I'm like, well, it's not quite a four nine, but may, and it's not four eight seems a little low, so I was just gonna go in the middle with the four eight five and see how that goes because yeah it rounds out the, the episode to a four seven eight which feels about right um feels good that so. feels good it was a damn good episode of television a great premiere and it's i feel like it's only going to get better from here on in so i'm very very satisfied with this first episode of television uh do we want to top the show off with any premiere with uh, any uh predictions um, I'm throwing in that Viserys gets Allison pregnant, um, and then uh, Damon kills Viserys and assumes the child for his own. Um, is All one right. I'm going to throw in there. Um, okay, I fuck with it. I am going to go with a overarching storyline where Allison has a tough time uh, determining her loyalties mm. if she wants to remain loyal to her father and help him in his endeavors or if her sp- if her soft spot for Rhaenyra ends up getting the best of her and she goes on her side you know uh, I feel like uh, that's kind of the that's kind of the line splitting Allison mm. right now is Rhaenyra versus her father's interests because mm. um, I think I think Otto I just do not trust Otto I, I don't trust Otto one bit he's scummy he feels he feels icky um Yeah, he's definitely our little finger. Of what, you <laughs> yeah. know, I he felt that's... like Varys. He felt like Varys for a while, where it was like, oh, you know, maybe he's looking out for the good of the realm. He's got like his network of spies and shit. He's got his shit going on. But you know who else had that network of spies? Network of spies. You know who else was not looking out for the realm? Actually looking out for themselves. Littlefinger. I feel like Otto is just just the little finger in this show. Uh, mm. But with power already and a name, yeah. which is even more dangerous. Yeah. Uh, he's already handed the king. Yeah, that's that's scary. Mm. That's scary. But uh, dude, I I'm just fucking ready for the next nine weeks, man. There it is. The st- one of ten since like it has begun. Mm. Wow, what a time Fire to be a television fan. You're just a fan of. Of, I don't know. Fan. You just, yeah, just, just to a be fan. a human right now. It's kind of cool. Pretty epic. <laughs> Pretty epic. Mm. But uh, with that, episode one, The Heirs of the Dragon, comes to 4.78 
out of five stars. A damn good way to kick off the sh- the show. So uh, very happy with that. And with that, we conclude this episode of Fire and Bloom, a House of the Dragon podcast presented by Penny Bloom. If you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find over 40 hours of exclusive content, including book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews. I just saw Beast yesterday starring Idris Elba, Bullet Train last week. I'm going to try and get a Patreon up about those. I'm going to do my weekly poll list every Thursday. I uh, missed last week, but I'm going to get that get that remedied here in a little bit. I'll go ahead and review those books as, as they came out. Uh, and uh, with that... Uh, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, keep up with me and Joe as we continue our 52 year journey through film on Fridays. This Friday is 2004's Kill Bill Volume 2. It will top off August for us, which is mm. so satisfying. We're almost done, we're almost there. Uh, the 52 year journey through film has been going strong, uh, and it will only get stronger. Um, I'm thinking about covering She-Hulk on the Patreon week to week after that premiere. I was like, you know what? Oh, yeah. I think I might have to. Uh, So maybe I'll hit you up here in a little bit after after you get out of class Mm -hmm. at one. We might might run through a Patreon real quick if you're down for that. I'm down. But, uh, all right, bet. So, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here, and I can't wait for these next couple weeks. Oh, I cannot wait, my friend. Remember to join us next week for Fire and Bloom. Peace, love, and bloom. And laughing with your whores and your lick spittles. <laughs>